Hey, welcome to Front Porch Theology. My name's Jimmy. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Will. Always introduce third. Well, <laughs> well your name is Will. You don't really, you, you don't really jump Same in. Same we go in alphabetical yes, order. Yes. Jeremy comes before Jimmy. I know he should. Actually. <laughs> but yes, I'm not the host. He's the host. That's true. You yeah. guys are the two For pastors. now. For now. So he can find a better one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys. I'm just saying we're taking applications. Let me I'm, tell I'm you. always open to what yeah, could be exactly. on the horizon. If you do not hear me on this podcast, it's not by my choice. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Is it though? So, uh, how's everybody's day? It's Hey, it's cloudy and somewhat like rainy today, and I, I kind of like it. it. I love it. It is. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a sad day, which has been appropriate. But yeah, it's been rainy. a little bit delicious. mopey, sad, but um, I don't know, I like it better. I, I feel like I like the rainy days better. I sleep really, really well yeah. in the rain. Not not so much work well, but it's it's hard to get up in the morning when my alarm goes off. And I get, wish it rained all the time. I, I see. I have you know how people have like seasonal wish depression. It rained all the yeah. time. Uh, so like some people, I do. I just love it. I think Noah had it okay, made. Noah. Like, <laughs> so did you hear that? He goes, I wish it rained all the time. You know how people have seasonal depression? No, 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 this I is just like, want them to have it all the time. <laughs> no, I think I have it, but the opposite. Like I'm, I'm depressed during the summertime. I hate the heat. I hate it. I want it to be cold, dreary, and rainy. See, There's sunshine. About, I mean, I'm with him on that. There's something I about agree. a tree that looks like it's dying, and it's like it's all withered, but it's still alive. It's still like grasping to something you know it's a little bit of life i'm just a, i'm just a big dude and i don't like it when it's really hot because yeah, i get real sweaty but the thing is like i love like even in the middle of the night like waking up and i'm and i'm trying like i'm cold so i'm trying to like, grasp things and bring them to me like that struggle to stay so, warm it's a little dark like a i just love blanket. that yeah yeah i, I just uh, you know yeah it's just it's just it's just wonderful huh. I, I do yeah. that and so i grab the blanket and then like i curl my my wrists like this <laughs> because here's here's the deal when yeah. you're when you're sweaty you can't take enough stuff off of you. Like yeah. it, you don't stay comfortable. Yeah. And and there's no hope. In in the wintertime when you're cold, there's always that hope. Cold. You're trying to get yeah. warm. Like there's hope there. You got so. so- thicker yeah. socks and jeans. I can never sleep in socks. Oh, I mean either. Yeah, that'd be horrible. So, but yeah, different different <laughs> space. <laughs> Uh, it looks so like I, was I, just, I can't relate to this. I was just thinking this is going to go too far. Like <laughs> different, you're going to give out too much information. <laughs> What's well, a difference? We're going, to, we're going to lose one of our two listeners. <laughs> different scenery oh, outside. Goodness. I just Reel thought I'd bring up boys. the weather. Reel it back in. Uh, Will you traveled quite a bit this week to preach at a, a, at a church plant? I did. No, I actually preached in the state, but I went through Maryland. Oh, okay. And um, old Maryland, and then came back into West Virginia in the Panhandle. I preached yeah. in Berkeley Springs at the Refuge Community Church. Awesome. Uh, they got a new pastor, Ricky Love. And um, what a great name, by I'll the way. I'll say it drives Ricky car Love. number nine. Yeah. Oh, Brother man. Love. And Brother Love. So you going to go visit Brother Love down there at so uh, Pastor Love. Yeah, pastor so Ricky Love. was a <laughs> pastor. <laughs> pastor Love was a, an elder at Remnant Church in Richmond. Yeah. And uh, took this church recently. And. Um, they'll be coming into the Acts 29 family. And so got to so go it's up, not a true and, plant, it's a replant? Uh, yeah, so they they have existed for 13 years. Okay. Um, and so he's coming in, kind of kind of casting some new vision, um, kind of an evol- evolution of what they were before, not not totally changing everything. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just kind of coming in as an existing church into Acts 29. That's cool. Uh, kind of a renewed vision to plant churches, which is cool. Hello, so this is Pastor Love. Pastor it's Love. time to leave some hands on you. <laughs> Sorry. So is there any SBC churches like in, you know, I don't know, neighboring states like Kentucky that might be looking for a revitalization of uh, maybe like a part-time? I hope so. That'd did be you, cool. Did you see anything going through there in Kentucky? 
I didn't go through Kentucky. Oh, well, you. Should've. I'm un- unclear why you keep mentioning Kentucky. Well, I, I did not. A, I drove the opposite way of Kentucky. I I, I try to stay away to, from Kentucky. I think the best way to get to Maryland is going through Kentucky. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's a scenic <laughs> route. <laughs> It's actually a really terrible way to get to Maryland. No, no, I didn't say it was a good way. It's my favorite way. Yeah. Oh, it's very scenic. Pass through Kentucky, Ohio, then across both no, there's, there's a place called. It's a uh, small town. Such the U, I think. Union. Have you ever been to Union, Kentucky? Oh, yeah. Just south of Cincinnati. It is beautiful I know, yeah, there. I know Union. Yeah. You know, I used to live there years ago. No yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Huh. Cool it, it is a cool town. Uh, but uh, so. Jeremy, anything going on with you? You preached in the valley this week. I you did. Were here. Yep. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Just same old, same old. <laughs> That's typically how we describe your preaching. Nothing yep. exciting. Nothing exciting. <laughs> He's still talking. It's 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's rambling about something. Yeah, it was It was great. I mean, I, it, I had a good time. Good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, I was Jimmy, able. To, you preached both sir. I did. I was able to preach in Milton. When I when I get the uh, opportunity to do that and preach both sermons, um, I have this newfound respect for you. Not that I don't respect you, uh, Pastor Will, but it uh, does come, and I'm like, man, this wears me out. Like yeah. I was wanting, literally after church, I went straight home, changed into my like, comfy jammies, and I laid wait, in my bed. What? I would say jammies. Wait, your comfy jammies. what? Jammies. Pajamas. 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 Do you say pajamas? <laughs> I no. do actually. I say jammies. Pajamas. Pajamas. I, I say pajamas or jammies. I say pajamas. That seems like the Rastafarian way to say it. But it's bananas. Get in your jammies. It's I'll bananas say, and pajamas. I also say mock. So. But mock. Do, you, do you remember the show Bananas and Pajamas? The whole point of it was it rhymed. It, rhymed. it wasn't bananas and pajamas. Oh, it should have been. It's bananas let's and go pajamas. With, let's, call, let's rename it Pajamas. Pajamas. Pajamas and bananas. And bananas. You eat bananas? <laughs> but no, it was, I went straight home. I do actually, I've described, I I feel like I, not like seriously ill, but I'm sick like every Sunday afternoon. You want to know something that happens? Like, like I a, get this cold sweat. I don't know if yes. you do. Yes. It's a, um, it's, I think there's like, I, I'm sure somebody's done some studies on this, but there's some kind of like mental exhaustion that goes into it yeah. too, but then it, it manifests itself physically. So I, I experience like a, not like a deathly ill, like I can't do anything, but there's like a, I, I don't feel well no, on Sunday either. afternoons and it's a, it's like a tired sick. Yeah. Like I'm so exhausted that I just feel Do your legs feel Ill. weak? That's what always feels weak on me is my legs. Yeah. Knees weak. Arms are sweaty. There's vomit on my sweater already. <laughs> you get one spaghetti. opportunity. Yeah. All those things. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was interesting and I enjoyed it. It was a great text this so week. So a new respect for Will. New, a little new respect. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I got I've you. done this twice now twice, uh, to do both sermons. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'll wear you out. But uh, So today's topic, uh, I don't know if Wait, we can, can – Can I, I give some advice for that? Just don't try as hard the first time. That's what I, I do. I know, right? Yeah, just, just – just If you're just, in. like, super lazy with just it, it, mail might, it, in. it might go easier. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell the church, you're the first service. Look, I'm just going to get through this real Listen, quick. I'm just going to read this real quick. <laughs> Sit on a bar stool. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, <laughs> Real like super hipster modern church type yeah. style, and, and and when you start reading your notes or reading scripture, just the part you don't want to read, you go blah 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 blah, and oh, this is the good part, and then yeah. start up there. Exactly, that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> sermon will last fifteen. That could minutes, be a so problem of the modern church, which segues into the topic for oh, today. Oh, indeed. So, Jeremy, you had mentioned this. Uh, 
kind of explain to Will and myself what you're talking. Like, what are we? What do you want so to? So Jeremy said he wanted to talk about problems in the modern problems church. with the modern I love, church. I love the modern church, and apparently Jeremy's got a lot of problems. He's like a <laughs> but see, here's you know, the he's, thing: he's I like love... a discernment blogger with all these issues <laughs> with the with the modern local church. Yeah. No. So all I was saying, all I was saying, was that a topic about what the modern church, what we as 21st century Christians, what do we struggle with? Not not people who claim to be Christians who are not actually Christians, but people, uh, we are Christians, right? And there's a common, I think, uh, there's some common things that we struggle with. So you're talking American about just like things that the 21st century church overall yeah. in America is yeah. not doing that well. Right. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Throw this one out. All right, so the one the things uh, – I've been talking to a couple of people about this, but, but reaching people with different learning styles. So let me, let me paint this, right? Okay. So as a church, we, I get up there. Um, if it's first service, again, I, I cash it in. But if it's second service, it's really good. Uh, I, I, uh, if enough people show up, I try really hard. But now <laughs> – only, we only have one service in the Valley. So, um, so but I, I get up you there and I You only get one shot. One shot. One like, opportunity. As, as Marshall Mathers would say. <laughs> So, so, but no, I get up there and I, and I talk for 40 minutes, right? Now, if someone's an auditory learner, that's great. Yeah. That's a great thing, right? You're sitting there, you're listening, you can absorb. But if you're a hands-on learner, if, if you are someone that learns a, 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 in a different style, right, then, then church really isn't, the way we do it really isn't meant for you. And, and, and we're, not, we're really not, not helping you in the way that we're doing it. And so one, one of the things that got me thinking about it was... The way we even set up our, our, our sanctuary areas, right, where, where we gather together and, and teach, it's, it's, you have these, you know, these, these rows. We take nice chairs and put them in the same design as pews and rather than having tables that people can take notes on and mm-hmm. whatnot. And so I, that's, that's part of what I, I, maybe I don't understand. Like I don't understand why in the modern church we do that. And because when doing that, we really fail to reach the majority of people who aren't auditory learners. And I don't know if you've all experienced this, but when you go to have a one-on-one discipleship and someone has a question and you're like, dude, I just talked about that last week. You were there. I've talked about this many times. You've mm-hmm. heard me. Why aren't you grasping it? And in part of it, it's well because the setting and the style of learning that's taking place. Is this where we might trust a lot on the Holy Spirit? To overcome yeah. some so of these issues, issues. I want to play scripture. devil's advocate. The devil oh. needs no advocate, Will. Uh, maybe in this case. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's hear it. No, I want to be the defender of the modern church. Okay. I can be my okay. character for the podcast today. Okay. So I would say, um, first of all, the the auditory style of teaching mm-hmm. I think is biblical. Okay. Um, whether or not they're whether or not our culture likes it or is even uh, greatly impacted, you mentioned the Holy Spirit. Even if, if that's not your primary way of learning, it is the primary way of communicating the gospel biblically. Teaching the Word. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so teaching the Word doesn't have to be right, done. Like the Apostle Paul, there's a, there's a guy in, in Acts that falls asleep and falls out the window because yeah. he preached so long. Right. But, okay, so, but, but home churches, home churches may not have looked like that. When you had people sitting in homes... You think they think they all? I think I think there was still a preaching component. Yeah, I do. I think there still there shouldn't be a preaching the teaching component. was still being. Yeah, so like, let's not, not preach the gospel. No, 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 no. That's, that's not at all what I'm saying. Feel good and talk about I'm the gospel. Say, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> someone still go up there and teach, but why not have tables where people can take notes? Why not? In, in, so you just incorporate. Want, you're things. just saying like you're something just, for them to write. Yeah, you just you need clipboards. Table. You want clipboards? Well, well, okay, Tablets. maybe you do clipboards, but I think tables would be a little bit easier. But okay, yeah, no, clipboards would be way easier. No, it wouldn't. They're cheaper. 
They're more portable. <laughs> you know what you should have. Yeah, clipboards. No, I It'd be cool if you're like in an auditorium and you had your little thing that would pop up at your desk. Ooh, hey, yeah. Here's what I just don't understand. Like, obviously, we need to be teaching and mm-hmm. preaching the gospel. But why is it? So what I'm saying is the way that we set things up on Sunday morning, the way we do this does not. And by the way, it, it was a different culture. You had a you had a culture that was rooted around the oral tradition of of. of well, that's a good point. Uh, right? And so, but like. The the worship that Jesus participated in, yeah. the worship's gatherings, okay, those those looked extremely similar to our worship gatherings today. You know this like different the, group of people though. I know, but I mean, they're still created I'm, in I, God's image I'm, I'm with diversity. Say, I'm not of saying how it's a, I'm not saying that with the way we the way it's done now is a sinful way. Like in the synagogues, they would gather, they would sing, they would mm-hmm. have a rabbi right. get up, open I the Bible, be, you understand know, the Torah, all and begin to teach. And and that that should still be a component of it. And I, and so you you think me adding a table somehow is taking away from some component that you've mentioned? It I doesn't. Just, At Acts twenty nine conference, we have ta- we, when we did one here, we had tables. People yeah. sang, they sat down, they listened, like all okay. of it. Okay, might be onto something here. At, at the at our at our conferencing that we've done, yeah. I think I think the theme of it and the purpose of it is is much more intellectual. It's teaching. And it, it and it is right. It's it's um, there's it's not more yeah. so I would say the the Sunday morning function of the church is not primarily for learning as it is as much as it is for worship. Right. But there's a concept that people have to That was good. Ha- no that, was, right. that deserved like an amen. Hey well, de- no, defender of the like, modern church kudos. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. In order to be able to worship properly, you need to be able to understand what's being said. Right? If I if well, I hear if I hear stuff and I'm not and I say, okay, I'm in a culture to where I'm not used to oral tradition. Um, I need something more hands-on to to help with that. I'm saying, why not try to incorporate that more so people can hear doctrine that causes worship? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you though: Are we going to uh, deter some more? Like with tables, could cause more distraction than it could help those few that need. There to are learn. there are some with very tra- there are some like very traditional people that will be like. I went to that church once, but they got that's like weird. You like sit at tables. Sure. It feels like I'm in school. I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna go back. Right. There. Some people might do that without question. Right. Some people are gonna will come up and say, "Oh man, there's other people that I want to talk to. I don't want to have the fellowship." Right. And, oh, my and, wife would hate this. Right. The, there's a the stained glass there. Someone. Right. So like, there's <laughs> you know, it's too loud. Right. There's a lot of preferences that yeah. might infringe upon something like. Okay, then maybe this is. So, are we for talking you. about believers? Or are we talking? I'm always talking about believers. I, I mean, okay. the, the, I think the struggle with. People in the I think we have a we have a real serious struggle with with the church as a whole learning and and I think part of that is we give it we we are we again there's part of an oral tradition that's going to have to exist mm-hmm. like that should come back um, but I do think there's people that learn in w- many different ways one of the reasons I like doing communion every week is because it is a it is a hands on thing right and i think that i love that the lord gave us that. that's a great but i think that's why the church needs to be multifaceted and so right. if you're listening and you only come to church on sunday mornings uh, let this be the application uh coming and listening to a sermon is not the totality of what the christian faith ought true. to look like in your life that's you, why like, we do groups right Within you also have ways of, of learning the gospel expressing it in a community uh, living it amongst other people that's um that's that's teaching you the gospel in a lot of different ways i i would love to see the modern church and try to incorporate some other not 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 you can't I mean not not to where you're watering down with Jeremy wants thoughts. like a, a guy to come he, and he paint does. every <laughs> he wants Sunday some, morning he wants like, some like abstract finger paint no, yeah. this is not at all what I'm saying yes. you're missing what I'm saying the guy's like throwing paint yeah, on missing canvas. what I'm saying completely we can do that man yeah, but no, so, really, so, so take this out it, let's say in, in our sanctuary here 
Um, I, I love I love what Remnant does, right? Um, now I know I'm gonna they don't it isn't exactly what they do, but like the uh, the art gallery they have, mm-hmm. right? I love I would love in the local church if you could incorporate some sort of art. I'd take uh, Scott Erickson stuff. If you don't know who Scott Erickson is, look him, look, uh, Scott the Painter uh, on, on Instagram. He takes these beautiful pictures mm-hmm. and has a little piece of scripture with them or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to, sometimes, for people who are visual learners, they can see these things. That's why we do slides. I love trying to incorporate, like the this, this slide of the Great Exchange. I love to yeah. try to incorporate that stuff mm-hmm. because there are some people who, when I say it, they don't get it. They have to see, see it, it. Yeah. to understand it. And I want, and I think once they see it and understand it, that causes worship. So what I'm saying is, I agree that that's, that those things are valuable. I and, agree. And, and and but I, I, I would love this. I would love for um, so you should use more props, like in your preaching. No, I'm not using props. No, you should get more props. You need to on. watch more. You need to watch carrot tops. His oh God. Saying yeah. That. And Jeremy, Dude, could, Jeremy could be no. up there with his trunk. He could be like the carrot top of preachers, and you you <laughs> drag in a preachers. trunk bigger than you. You have Stephen Furtick. That already exists. And you open the hey, trunk, and he's got, stuff like pops out. He's got out. the guy, what's the comedian with the ventriloquist, the dummies, oh, over know. on the side? I don't remember his <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, I know you're talking Steve about that. Steve Dunham or something like yeah, that. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham, yeah. there it is. No, but, but I mean, like, we, like even things, whether it's in church history, things that, that you could put in your church or around your church for people to be able to worship and learn something outside of just that. I agree. That I understand what you're talking We're about. We're joking about being carrot top. Don't I get know, so sensitive. I know, no, 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 you're getting but really offended. I, well, here, okay, but do so, we? Th- do you think you're taking away, like, and I, and I mentioned it earlier, do you think you're taking away from the Holy Spirit there? Because no. the Holy Spirit should be able to, um, he should be able to come into a service no matter if you're an auditory learner. Do you or have a storybook on. Bible for your kids? I do. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. You you you're reaching them on their level. I right? got you. So so we don't say I I have no problem with storybook Bible, and I don't think by reading one to my child I'm going, oh I'm, I'm somehow not trusting the sufficiency of Scripture, but I'm reaching them to where they're at, and so there's I think there's that component. I understand. I got you, and I'm not saying it's I, yeah I agree yeah adding components as necessary to to reach as broad of an audience as we possibly can. But again, this but goes the, to the second thing maybe that church struggles with, yeah. which is some of us are seeker sensitive. Which I think is one of the ones on the article, right? Most so there is an article I pulled up okay, when so problem Jeremy number mentioned two. this. This is yes, hyper seeker friendliness. Yes, so this is like the church is like giving away a car. This is just carrot. To get this is people. the carrot top. Okay, of, I'm gonna do as as much humor and funniness and as much gimmicky. The, should thing, the service prizes be targeting unbelievers constantly? Targeting it says. Let me quickly explain a big problem with the overly concerned no. with the seeker-friendly church. If you mold or shape a church experience to make unbelievers comfortable, you begin to compromise your own values as the, you do. The church service is not for the unbeliever. The okay. church service is for yeah. the believer. I mean, it, I mean, it's weird that we would think that un, like when we have a worship service, it's a worship service. People are coming to worship. Lost yeah. people don't worship anything but themselves or their idols, right? So so the worship service. Now, the gospel should be present, and, and lost people should be able to hear the gospel. And I think this is where we trust the sufficiency of Scripture. Yeah. I don't have to worry about trying to appeal to lost people. I preach the gospel um, because it is sufficient for the growth of the believer. And unbelievers who happen to hear that, uh, if if God moves uh, then in them, then they will hear it and respond to it. And so that's what I would say. I, I, I have a I think that, and I think you have this on on you have this on the Stephen Furtick side. I think where it's yeah. it's super seeker sensitive, and uh, but you also have it in some churches that would consider themselves, um, uh, I think, conservative that have altar calls trying to save people every single Sunday. I, I think I don't I don't know how that's any different. It's just a different culture. 
I agree. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a focus in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, so like I I'm I'm very evangelistic in my preaching. Kind of I always want to be aware that there are people that either are just blatantly not Christians mm-hmm. that are at church, or they have pretended to be Christians and they're they're at church right. pretending. Right. So I always want to be aware of that. Yeah. So like people ha- have an opportunity to repent. Mm-hmm. Um, and genuinely re- receive Christ, but yeah, I think the focus is off. Is is, is um, the focus is off if we are wholeheartedly focused on the reason for Sunday gathering existing is to get people who are lost saved. Yeah. That's not the function of Sunday morning. Good. Okay. I was going to try to be a defender, but I don't really. I can't really defend. <laughs> one of the one of the I, other, I have so this, no defense for that. This, like, this article, gotta, I'll be a defender on one of these. The article uh, is called Five Problems with the Modern Church." It's on Medium dot com. Uh, question three: It says relationship, not religion. Oversimplification. Uh, okay, so the problem is like that statement because I really do hate that statement. I I, I get it because yeah, religion's good. Yeah, religion. Religion defined. The definition of religion is just the the outer workings of your faith. Right. Uh, that's that should exist. We should all be very religious. So typically, when I hear the statement, what I hear is, "I don't have to do things with other people. My faith is my faith. It's about a relationship, not about a religion." And almost is an excuse to not love the local body, not be a part of the local body. It's an excuse from what scripture mandates the Christian to be a part of. And so I think, I think, uh, I think for that reason, I really learned to hate that statement. That's like saying my marriage is about the love I have for my wife and not about, not about our, our time spent together Yeah, or the love or or the, the dates that we go on or whatever. It's, it's a, it's a careless flippant attitude toward the outworkings of that love. So think of it. I mean, we say, okay, it it is love the Lord, your God with all your heart, body, Mm -hmm. body and strength. And then, second, uh, love your neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there should be outworkings out of both of those. In fact, the second is a, a completely outworking of the first, right? To love the Lord your God. Out of that, you will love your neighbor. So there, are to, there, are, there ought to be some, uh, quote, religious actions that take place, whether it's the corporate gathering, whether it is communion and remembrance and uh, uh, being together as a body, rem- remembering not only not only what Christ did for our, our atonement, but also what what unifies us and draws us together. So, uh, I don't know. I I, just, I, I think uh, I've never I've, I hate that statement. And in, in, uh, what would Jesus do? Like both of those statements kind of make me vomit a little. Why does what would Jesus do make you vomit? Because I'm not God. I think the whole I, I'm, I'm, Je- I'm, I'm like I I don't have the authority to go make a whip in my home and. Go whip people in the day. <laughs> like, cause, like I don't Man, have that. I, I, <laughs> I think that sounds fine. So this is why, because because what would Jesus do? Okay, he would heal people. Okay, well, should I go heal people? I don't have. I'm not God. I don't. He have He would ability. pray for the healing of people. He would right. not get married. <laughs> he would right. not eat bacon. There, there's a lot. He would die for people's sins. I can't do that. So I, there's a lot of things that I can't do that Jesus would do and could do because he's God. So I think. I, I get what people mean by that. They mean, hey, I think you nice. take. I think you're taking it a little too heady. I think sometimes it's more of like just every. Yeah, day. we should keep everything shallow. And Jimmy's just, like, calm down, Jeremy. I, <laughs> what would the WWJD be in a jersey? What would you do? How about, how about? Yeah, I mean, what would Jesus do right now? Yeah. He wouldn't drive to Bob Evans. My hands are under the table. I'm taking off my WWJD bracelet yeah, right, right now in shame. <laughs> just, you know what I'm 
saying that when like, they move this table later, I, they're going to find my bracelet on the floor. It's just to me, it's just a bit, uh, it's a bit silly. Um, yeah, I, I would rather, rather what, what would Jesus do? What does Jesus command? Why not that one? That, that's a little better. I like that. WWJC. No, it's WDJC. No, what would Jesus command? Oh, WW. Yeah, WWJC. I thought you said what does. WWJC. Yeah, I think that's I think that's better. Follow that. What would Jesus Christ do? Well, um, it's coming soon. A link to bracelets <laughs> that will be available for you to purchase. WWJC. What yeah. would Jesus Christ do? I don't want to do. I want. Well, I mean, what would he command? What would he command? <laughs> Jimmy missed that. What would Jesus Christ do? He just added his title in. <laughs> I was reading something. I'm sorry. What it's would Jesus okay. Christ no, do? No, so what? here's one: not preaching the gospel. Problems with the modern church: not preaching I the gospel. I cannot defend that. It says uh, the good news of Jesus Christ should be abundantly clear in messages of the church, uh, and we see many single sermons okay, so that include. It's turning out, my my really only defense was not getting tables in our Sunday <laughs> gatherings. <laughs> uh, but no, how many Quit sermons do we, how many sermons do you hear where there's no mention of the gospel? Yeah, so I and not not to uh, you know speak too much. I feel like I've talked a lot in this podcast, but the you you <laughs> when have you not talked about <laughs> No, I, I typically and again, you see this with conservative churches. I, I, you see this with the fundamental churches. You see this with the crazy, um, you know, your your very liberal churches, where it becomes how to be a better you, mm-hmm. right? It becomes how to be a better husband, how to be a better what fill in the blank employee. And so I think that there is a again, it's I, we are called to come together and worship, and uh, and so this is where I think I believe, like, especially this fishing of scripture, a scripture to to mold us to be more like Him. Like we're called to come and worship and. and Look at the word, let it reveal his nature, uh, let it rebuke us, correct us, and train us up in righteousness, right? These sort of things. And so I think a lot of times scripture is used as a way in a lot of these type of churches, again, conservative or liberal, to create a, uh, a it, it's, it's therapeutic and motivational. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't think that's the purpose of the corporate gathering. Joe Thorne said uh, the country club field church, and uh, that, I think you see that a lot. But, so Do you think there's a, there, you think in the modern church that some churches might, preach too heavily on the gospel and not teach more of uh, an understanding of certain stuff in, in, in God's word? No, I think, I think what's important is an understanding that the gospel shapes all of scripture. Exactly. So From if you're Genesis dealing with a text yeah. that's exclusively about sex, which of those exist in the Bible. Yes, they do. Or exclusively about money. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what a good preacher ought to recognize is the gospel is going to, is going to shape your view of sex going to shape your view of money. Yeah. And so even if the text mentions nothing about the cross explicitly, the gospel has to be present because, because the Bible is a gospel central book. Right. right? And so um, I pulled up this quote from Spurgeon. I thought it'd be good. Um, he said, whenever I get a hold of a text, I say to myself, there is a road here from here to Jesus Christ. And I mean to keep on this track till I get to him. Wow. That's good. That's very that, good. I think that's a good frame of mind. That anytime I go to preach a sermon, uh, here's here's what this text is saying. You have to give the clear sense of the text, which yeah. might have very little to do with Jesus, right? You got mm-hmm. you got um, you know one book in the Bible that doesn't even mention God, yeah. all right? But you a preacher's job is to is to also preach the meta narrative of Scripture, yeah. which is the good news. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Trying too hard to be cool. I mean, this is a fine line. This one's. 
Some little step on some uh, toes. Like explain Jimmy, to me, <laughs> Jimmy really tries no, so hard to but, be. But cool. see, okay, so this is this is a fine line. I walk, I walk, I walk fanny. I wear a fanny pack, and I might wear a hat occasionally, but I don't try to be too cool. Okay, so I, I know, you I, try pretty hard. I think this is written from one perspective. I think, I think it's not so much to be cool. I, I think there's a bigger problem, which is to, uh, it is to, to be liked by the subculture you're a part of. So again, there are fundamental churches. Skinny jeans. Who will like. yeah, who who will demonize things like skinny like so so they want to be cool in their subculture, right? They'll you know, they'll they'll demonize anything and everything that doesn't look like them and and criticize it. And you can find that in every avenue and, and I think even in ourselves, we can you know, I know you've mentioned this, Will, the day that we go, man, you don't drink coffee in your church like oh my mm-hmm. gosh like, what's wrong yeah. with you right. right so to to where um i think we we do things for some for sometimes sinful reasons maybe it does be cool maybe it's to appeal to a certain people group that we're reaching and i think you just have to be careful the motivation for that so whether it's again the big mega church that has um silly stupid slam dunk contests in the middle of their yeah. services i think that's obviously unbiblical and, and wrong um but also over here where we're on, on the more conservative side where you're demonizing and making fun of what people wear because it's they're not religious yeah. enough, right? Well, in, in the name of religion, uh, and 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 you know, some sort of piety, you're you're now trying to appeal to your subculture. Well, the good thing on this is it's a sin that you don't really have to worry about that much. Trying to be too cool. <laughs> well, I think it's good. It's, wait, me? Yeah. Because I well, I don't no have one's to ever try. no one's ever going to accuse you I, of trying too hard to be cool. I don't have to cool. try. I am what I am. I yeah, am, and that's I'm what cool I was gonna say, I'm I'm rebuttaling against Will's comment. I don't think I try to be too cool. I think I'm just being authentic. You all, listen, listen. You are definitely authentic. Thank you. You are wearing Jeremy. a fanny pack in 2019. Jeremy Barry, you know what? I I really I, lo- I love you, brother. Dude, I listen. I, my love for you is. Is there as well. All right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> That'll do it for me, guys. Enjoy the rest. No, of I we should. You know what? I would love to take you to Union, Kentucky. Let's do it. You take me to Union. I'm a serious. Little trip back. Little trek back, back down home. To Miller. Yeah. Introduce night. me to the folk. Oh, well, y'all have a nice weekend together, but, or whatever you're doing. No, that's. <laughs> I, I do think you can see that in churches, and I think you can see that in leadership in churches too. If you go there, if they're trying to be too cool, like come on. Now, you, listen. I, I do think so. The idea of what, you, what Will said, being liked, I think we can do that at, at, a, at a larger level, but also an individual level, where pastors are scared to maybe hold people accountable because mm-hmm. we want to be liked. We mm-hmm. don't want to tell people bad mm-hmm. news or things that you know that we know they don't want to hear, and that's just as dangerous. Yeah. But I mean, we've all seen preachers that it's clear that their objective is to entertain and be popular rather than communicate a gospel message. Yeah. yeah. And and so I, I think. It's not. It's not as important as what you wear. Like right. Like what what you wear is doesn't really matter well, that much to me. Suit and tie, man. Suit and tie. I, I don't care every if you're. Like, I don't care if you're on. suit and tie or or you know shorts and a t-shirt. Um. What I, what I want to know is like, are are you serious about the gospel? Exactly. Um. And and if if that's the case, then you know, just be yourself. It's it's just funny how like in and even in the church community there are subcultures right I, I remember someone asked me um they're like man i i well case in point they they, they go to fundamentalist church and i'm like they asked me who i like to listen to and i'm like man i love listening to uh like you know uh alistair Begg, like rc sproul and they're like he's been bringing that? alistair Begg up a lot I, I wow love, i've loved alistair Begg a lot and they're, they're like who, who are these people and they're like wait have you ever heard of ct townsend have you ever heard of Jimmy McDean, like they'll name all these guys who like I've never heard of this either. I don't know who you're talking about, and they're they're blown away that I've never heard of their of their uh, yeah. you know 
evangelist pastors or whatever. I don't know if they're pastors, but whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't have a local body and just travel and get paid to talk at other places. Um, so <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you call those. Um, but anyways, <laughs> the but, but it was funny because in both of those subcultures, right, there is definitely – look, even in the reform group, we, there were people who tried to be more reformed than others, and that's the cool thing, right? Mm-hmm. Every Christian subculture has their weird view of, of coolness, and I think we all can be really guilty of that if we're not careful. I'm going to bring one up, and we discussed it a little bit ago, but – with certain modern churches uh, relying on the Holy Holy Spirit with the sermon prep of not yeah. not preparing. Oh, uh, and boasting about it. And boasting about it. I've that, never heard that. I've only heard this from you Well, guys, Will, so and, Will and myself have heard this, this a lot. Is, yeah. This is the practice of... I don't need to. I don't need to prepare because I let the. I don't need to prepare for a sermon because I let the Holy Spirit fill me. I did yeah. have someone. I heard someone say in a recording, and that, and that not necessarily is modern church. It is happening now, but yeah. I think it was happening fifty hundred years ago too. Well, I'm sure. Uh, you had a lot of heresy then too. Uh, so, but what? Yeah, like what's your problem with like there? That's a. I think that's a problem, I, and I yeah. and it it blows my but, mind. See, that, that's the I mean, you can though. hand me a, a Bible and say, "Get up and preach this." Oh, and, I could, and do. I could do it, but it's like. I just I want I care about it too much to do exactly. that exactly on a on a regular yep. reoccurring Sunday morning type of basis. Like, yep. I I want to I want to put more into it than that. Now I, I think uh, on when we talk about being entertaining and, and all that I think there need we need to be careful with I mean something I I know that I I need to be careful with is uh, making sure I don't. When you think of okay, did I, did I did I preach that faithfully and well? When someone asks, "How did your sermon go?" I, mm-hmm. I never know exactly what, what. I don't know what to say. I, I mean, I, I know how I measure. Like, was I clear? Or at least I, I pray that this is my measure. It's not always the case. Uh, I, did I did I present the gospel clearly? Was I clear in my message? And um, but I think sometimes we can be overly focused on making sure people laugh. Right? Like, uh, my joke's funny. Um, and there's one thing, like the good thing about they can they can serve a purpose, and they're not bad, right? In putting jokes and illustrations and all that, they can be really good. It is appealing to people with different learning styles, and it's drawing them back in. And there's something when people hear your joke and they respond to it, you go, okay, well they're still here. I still got them, right? Um, but but definitely, I think there's a uh, where that can become the focus. And I've heard I've heard people preach to where they were more concerned about making people laugh than they were actually- than they were anything else. And when they fail to make someone laugh. It's almost like you can feel like the wind's been taken out of yeah. them, and they can't. It's almost like they don't want to continue. Mm-hmm. And so I always I think that's interesting because what's your goal of being up there? Is it to make someone laugh, or is it to preach the gospel? Well, in this topic, we're we're sinners, and until God comes back, there's going to be problems with the modern church, whether it's now or another hundred years from now, because we're never going to do it correctly because we're just jacked up. So uh, yeah, yeah. Can I got I got one more? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Ex- uh, and I'm curious, Will, if you th- if you think there's any, but I, I have I think people are, have a hard time committing um, to the local church, like and commitment. Explain it, like a commitment to so what, showing up, showing a commitment up, to serving, in, right? A, a commitment to giving, a commitment to, uh, to really plugging into the local the body. Com- yeah, <clears throat> devotion to the to the body. It is it is to the point where some of the things that we've talked about where now the local congregation is looking for the church that has the best amenities, which one has the best of this and best of that, best of this. And it's really, it's almost like I want to find the one that's entertaining, the one that has a wonderful kids ministry and all that jazz, right? It's, it's about the amenities more than anything. Well, I think it's society in general now. That's, they're always standing with the open hand. They're wanting everything to be given to them with no thought of how they can give back to, uh, to their local church. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, 
President Kennedy said, right? Ask not what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church. And that's true. Is that what he said? Yeah. I thought that's what he said. I thought you were saying close enough. When he he declared that I am a Berliner. Yeah, that. He said, that means donut. That's a fun fun story. (laughs) But no, is that, and and I'm I'm thinking that. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What worries me, though, is the obedience of that. Like, that's, and then well, that's seen, when you worry about souls. I've like, seen where, oh, where people, yeah, where people are so quick to kind of check out of a local church because they they feel as if they're not getting what they need, yeah, rather than um, giving yes. what they ought. And yes. the reality is, um, you're you're gonna like if if you're really in Christ, you're gonna want to serve His body. Yes, and 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 you're gonna be in the church, and you're gonna be committed. You're gonna give. You're gonna serve. You're gonna be active. You're gonna find community, and the people that want that find it, and the people that are just looking to be entertained are gonna be com- they're gonna be unsatisfied no matter what church they hop to next. Yeah, but then that's how you do. You worry about their souls because if they've not experienced that sacrificial love and grace and mercy from their savior and they don't display it within their local church. It yeah. does. It should, as pastors, it should concern us with a lot of people in our church because you're not seeing that them bearing that fruit of wanting to serve and commit to their local church. So, so the pastoral response to this, rather than it being, I need to be more concerned. It becomes, I need to get more people in seats. Uh, so I'll be more entertaining. I'll do yeah. what I'll do. What has to be done for the message to be heard. Yeah. And at some level you're like, okay, that sounds good. But when it comes into practice, you then begin to water down stuff mm-hmm. and you get to compromise certain principles that you shouldn't compromise. And so there's a, uh, you know, so I, I think, I think the, the church has responded to the, um, to the culture in, in the most worst way it possibly could. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, and it becomes, that's where I think there's a, a lack of dependency on the, uh, on the, uh, it's like giving a, it's like giving a child what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly when, what it when is. a parent yeah. ought to say, no, it's not good for you. Right. And the other parent comes in and says, I agree with this parent. It's not good for you. <laughs> it's like you someone have, needs to teach. Like absolutely. this is not healthy. You, you have now, you have now many people who I think think they're believers and they're not because they don't know, they have no clue what it means to, to follow Jesus. Secondly, you have people who, um, or babes in Christ, I mean, so I, I, I go to a Christian, I teach at a Christian school in the morning and, and I know this, but these are people that are like in church, dedicated to church. You say, I'm going to seem like it's a Christian school. You'd be blown away how many times people are, uh, high so you're saying students. they're dedicated to church cause they send their kids to a Christian school. I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying these are people who, who have put themselves in a local body. I mean, I know some of the parents, right? Yeah. Like, and, and there is a, I would, I would, the parents themselves, I'm deeply concerned by what I hear from the kids because to me, like your kids represent you, whether you like it or not, and whether that's fair or not. Like you can a, a family that teaches the word. I could I could almost show you who doesn't read scripture in their home. When mm-hmm. I have we we're, we're in a classroom for six weeks, right? And someone says, "Is this the Old Testament or New Testament?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, well, what, what you know these these are high schoolers, right? I'm not talking about little kids." Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, "Well, what have we been reading? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Okay, mm-hmm. well, wh- where is that? What is that called? I, I don't know." And so my, I, I always pull them aside and say, hey, do you read scripture as a family? And so what I find interesting, do you go to church? Like, do you all go together? So they go to church, and, and there's, some, there's some commonalities in that. Some of, the, some of it is they're more obsessed with the version than they are with actually reading the version that they worship. Yeah. And so, so what I see is a deep, I mean, just a, a crazy shallowness. Um, and part of it is, I think, again, it's this, it's this appealing to the subculture rather than, than saying, I, I may offend people and they may leave, and I may have a small church, but I'll be dedicated. And the bottom line is we know there are problems in the modern church. 
Um, but as a Christian, you are the church. Yeah. And so you see problems in the modern church and you be the solution to those problems. Yeah. Not just deuce out and be like, I'm going to go find another local church because yeah. I see a problem. Rather just, you know, go to your leaders in love uh, and say, hey, um, can, how can we do this better? How can, how can we carry, carry forward the mission of God, the responsibility we've been given? How can we do that better to God's glory for our good? And, um, and, and yeah, just be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And I don't think we're three guys just sitting here blasting on people. I think we're speaking from the heart because we see ourselves. It's, it's devastating. It's, Without question, we see ourselves. Without, yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you how many times on uh, Sunday morning, when we, especially when we originally planned it, but it's still something I struggle with, where I have to pray, God, let me be thankful for whoever attends. Yeah. Whether it's mm-hmm. I'm missing half the church this yeah. Sunday. Let me be thankful that I get to preach the gospel to 70 people. Yeah. Um, because who am I to preach the gospel to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, so without question, I mean, we can fall victim. We can, yeah, it's easy to point out other, the issues of others. But no doubt the, uh, the, the feeling, we can fall into the same trap. You should have talked, like, I felt like we could have talked the entire podcast about this last topic that you brought up. The, the, oh, the, the shallowness. And the, and oh, the, yeah, without question, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, this, I, so it's funny. I sent this to you, not because I had things necessarily on my mind, but, like, the, the, the struggles, and even from a pastoral perspective, we've talked about it, even resting. Mm-hmm. But it's not just from pastors. That's, that's in general. People will tell you they believe the Ten Commandments. But how many people Sabbath well, right? Yeah. Take time to just rest. The commitment to the church, local church, man, that's that's rough. Yeah. Man, that's kind of depressing a little bit now that we're... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I'm done. You know where I'm going? Where? Cincinnati. I, you're gonna close. You're going to go to Maryland? Dude, I'm packing through. up my stuff. I'm leaving. I'm going to the Utopia Union. You're Utopia going to, Union. You're going hey. to Maryland through Kentucky, <laughs> somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. But no, hey, I love trip. you, brothers. You mean a lot to me, and uh, great podcast today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed. Anything else? Um, no, I was kind of hoping for a saying. If you had one, real quick. Yeah, we'll give us a saying this morning. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, on, on, oh, come on, from the top of your head, just walking in high cotton, or we're in high cotton. Wearing high cotton. We're we are in high cotton. What's that mean? High cotton. Yeah. It's like you're you're profitable. Hmm. You're doing okay. well. Oh, we're in high cotton. We're in high cotton. Mine is uh, pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> another one. Another one that just popped in my head. Cooking with grease. Yeah, cooking with grease. Yeah, that, that's another one. Means you're doing yeah, both of those are you're doing good. So as a defender of the modern church, I think the modern church is <laughs> cooking with grease cooking and with walking grease. in high cotton. Man. Well, I'll say this: it we are. It is a very good thing that the the modern church, the church in itself, does not fall or stand on our failures or our, abil- our ability to. Most definitely. Right, that, that it stands and falls on Jesus. So, um, you know, with that being said, you ain't got the sense God gave an ant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Peace. <laughs>